Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We are on Season 2, Episode 21, Something Borrowed. And sorry it took us so long to get this up. There's been a lot of life events, like uh, voting this past week, and we had some new friends come into town, and uh, Jen's looking at me like, why haven't you introduced me yet? So here is my podcasting partner number one, Jen. Hello, everybody. It's been a week. You could say that again, Jen. <laughs> right now it's Wednesday, November 4th. It's just... Recovering from a late night up watching election returns and an emotional roller coaster that we're all still on, I'm sure. Yep. Maybe by the time this comes out, there'll be some clarity. One would hope. So, hope all of you are doing well out there. Actually, I know we have a lot of international listeners, so I don't know, you know how much any of this American election stuff is really impacting you guys, but... You know, for everybody else, hopefully our podcast can be a place to forget about everything going on around the world and just talk about how I met your mother. I feel like, not to be narcissistic, but the U.S. elections probably are paid more attention to by other countries than most countries get paid attention to. You know yeah, what I mean? well, I'm sure people are paying attention to it. I just don't know that everybody has... The knot of anxiety that well, of America. Right, but when was the last time you paid attention to an election in another country? Never. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends what you say by pay attention to. Like, I'll read the headline of, like, who gets elected prime minister in England or something, but... <laughs> but you're not tracking it. Right. You probably didn't realize there was an election going on until they post the news of who won and then sort of the, the right, outpour Yeah, I'm not of, following anything, you know, super closely, but, yeah. Who knows? But anyway, I know during this time I'm really looking for podcasts that are not talking about the election, and like politics. just the world in general, like just yeah, just kind of a, an escape. escape. So, so escape with us, yes. dear listeners. So that will be our teeny tiny comment on it, and then we shall move on to the glorious wedding of Lillian Marshall. Speaking of emotional stuff, being that this is a wedding episode and in some you know sentimental scenes in this I pulled a list from Screen Rant that I've been waiting to to share. Do we have uh, to start paying royalties to Screen Rant? No, I am sure if anything they would pay us <laughs> for, you know, sponsoring, be a sponsor to us since we mentioned them quite a bit. But the 10 most emotional scenes of all time and how I met your mother. Hmm, okay. Number 10, Ted gets left at the altar. That's an easy one. Yeah. They don't, they don't play it for laughs at all. So that's, you know, right. you really feel the, the hit on that one. Plus, you don't see it coming. Right. Although after it's done, you're like, uh, how was how he going to end up marrying her? You know, that wouldn't have made sense for the story. Right. But she was mostly such a likable character. So yeah, that was a tough one. a weird turn. Also, they, they bring the character Tony that she leaves him for in so abruptly. They act like we should have seen him before. And really, it's just that episode that we start to see him. Right. Yeah, I think maybe she, he's mentioned in passing, or that yeah, she has an ex, and yeah. has, you know, her, her kid's her, dad. Her baby or daddy. Okay, number nine, the reveal that Robin can't have kids. Mm-hmm. Which she never wanted, so that's, you know, she takes it pretty hard, but... Right. Number eight, Tracy says goodbye to Max. That's the, the mother 
sort of giving a final, final Ooh, yeah. prayer farewell to the man she was supposed to marry, but he got killed accidentally. Right. And her saying goodbye to him so she could start a life with Ted. Number seven. Robin picks Kevin over Barney. I don't know. This one's probably sh- should be Yeah, ten. that should be way lower than yeah. the three we are. I don't think we cared that much about that one. No, I mean, it was hard to see Barney, you know, have to suck that up, but it wasn't nearly as emotional as the other three. Number six, Barney argues with his dad under the basketball hoop. Ooh, yeah, that one's brutal. That one is very emotional because we. this is the first time Barney's really showing how much this dad things bothers that thing bothers him. Right. Without playing it for a joke. Right. Number five, Lily and Marshall break up. Yep. We've already discussed that. Number four, Barney meets his daughter. So that's like season nine. Mm-hmm. Number three, in forty I wrote down in forty five days. I don't remember what that means. Do you? Sorry, I wrote down this list uh, like a couple a month or so ago. So is that the one where like Ted is going to Tracy's apartment? Like they haven't met yet, but he's kind of saying like in forty five days we will meet, and I wish I could have these forty five days. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> number two, Tracy dies. Very emotional. Yeah. And number one, Marshall's dad dying. Yeah. All right. Which, well, we which, bring this podcast down. Now let's bring it back up by discussing this awesome episode. Well, I actually saw, I think I saw it on Twitter. I think it was a Screen Rant thing where they, like, recast How I Met Your Mother of, like, you know, who should play who now. I didn't. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I didn't write any of it down because I assumed you would find it with all of your, you know, Google alerts. I'm a little behind on the Google. I'm, like, three (laughs) days, four days behind on the Google alerts. And since I get five a day, it's, like, hard to get caught caught back up. Okay. Well, let's put a pin in that and maybe we can find it for next week. Oh, now I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, well, we start off... Hold on, let me spin the snoring dog. Tyler, need to put down videos. We start the episode with 2030 Ted talking about how in in May of 2007, Aunt Lily and Uncle Marshall got married in the historic Van Smoot house in upstate New York. Now, let's start with the Van Smoot thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they missed their first wedding date when she went away, right? So they reserved the Van Smoot the first time. Now, in I this, don't know. I don't know that they ever really talked about that. We don't know if this is maybe when they were supposed to get married. No, because when she said she was going to leave for the summer, he said that they were supposed to get married that oh, summer. Oh, you're right. So yeah, they had to reschedule it. And the strange thing is they talk about how they want their... At this point, they're talking about how they want their wedding in the woods mm-hmm. again, which is what Lily wanted. Now, I'm not sure how this became Van Smoot, except for Marshall's dad was scared that he'd get mugged because <laughs> it's New York City. Right. Well, and wasn't Van Smoot, like, really hard to get? So, like, Yeah, it was. Presumably, like, they haven't, I don't know, in TV time, it's been a year. I don't know how long it's been in their life. But. Now, the Van Smoot is very nice. I really yeah. like the room oh, that they sure. get and... The bedroom that they're in for some of this episode seems to be sort of attached mm-hmm. uh, to the wedding venue, yeah. which I think is interesting. Yeah. I can't tell if it's like a hotel room that's attached to the Van Smoot house or if it's a mansion and there's lots of bedrooms in it. And that's my assumption. Right. That would make more sense. 
And I, you know, Marshall seems to be in his own room. So I just wonder if a whole bunch of them are going to be staying there. I don't think we ever get an answer to that. No. That would be fun, though. I think we know, yeah, if it's, like, actually, like, you know, a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Or, yeah, like a place you can stay over. Hmm. We once went to your friend's wedding. I think it was Asia who got married. Remember, we all got, like, cabins in Mm -hmm. this, like, sort of camp setting. Mm -hmm. And their wedding was, like, in a barn. Yes. That was a lot of fun. And, and then there was a, a, there was also a reception hall there, too. Right. But then, you know, you walk back to your cabin yeah, that was after awesome. you're done partying, which was a lot of fun. And I think their anniversary just passed, so happy anniversary, Asia and Tim. Do they listen? I don't know. <laughs> but if they do, now they'll have a nice surprise. I've gotten very few friends that have reached out and said, hey, I'm listening to your stuff. Like, uh, we had Vanessa and Eric say it, but outside of that... We told we had new friends just move back into town that we hadn't talked to in a long time. They moved back from New Jersey to D.C. And our kids are the same age, and they hadn't seen each other since they were babies. So we got together with them and told them about the podcast, and neither of them watched How I Met Your Mother and could care less. <laughs> they thought it was interesting that we do it, but they weren't like, oh, we should listen. It was just... <laughs> I mean, yeah, why would you listen if you don't watch the show? Because <laughs> we're awesome. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts for shows that you don't watch? If my friends did it, I might. Now, do you remember the connection to Van Smoot later in the series? Yeah, they go to a party thrown by a guy named Van Smoot that they sort of get snuck into by a girl that used to live in their apartment. Right. We talked about this on a Yeah, it was, it's been a while. But it's worth bringing back yeah. up. So apparently Van Smoot's a big deal around. He's like the, the modern-day Gatsby of New York City. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Robin says that the setting is beautiful, where they're getting married, and um, Ted of 2030 is talking about how, you know, the, even though Lily says this is how she always pictured it, this is, he's pointing out this is not, this is not her dream wedding. Right, so we get kind of like a progressive change of like what they initially wanted and what it morphed into. So initially they had said, and again, yeah, I didn't really think about this, but this does get a little bit confusing. So I feel like we did kind of have a similar conversation in season one of like, oh, we want to have, you know, Marshall wants to get married outdoors and I don't. Marshall wants a band and Lily wanted a DJ, although we don't get into that in this wedding anyways. We don't right, see much Right, but we kind of saw like, yeah, that them kind of going back and forth on things, but now, I don't know. Whatever, so they get back together. And he seems to have surrendered all his wants to Lily, although she doesn't. they don't get to have the outdoor wedding. Right, but then, yeah, so they both kind of have then decided that they wanted an outdoor wedding, like, really small, and now we had somebody a, playing with a guitar. We had a very easy time planning our wedding because we weren't getting any parent assistance. Right. So <laughs> we, we, we just, yeah, we just made it simple. My first wedding was not like that at all. Because yeah, I feel like you might have talked about that. The before. in-laws were paying for it, mm-hmm. so I was sort of third <laughs> in the ranking of what people get to pick for a wedding. First being my wife, second being her mom, mm-hmm. and it was tricky because being Jewish, we can't have a wedding on the Sabbath. Right. So it it had to either be late Saturday or on Sunday. So we decided it was going to be a Sunday wedding. Mm-hmm. And then it got into a big fight over, is it going to be like a brunch wedding or is it going to be a night wedding, which I was a little bit hesitant about because people have to work the next day. Right. So it was it was just, you know, a tough situation. And I had had it out so bad with my mother-in-law to be, at one point she cried on the phone 
Oh, jeez. After we were arguing, I was like, oh, okay, you win. Wow. She cried. I caved. <laughs> yeah, so by comparison, our wedding was very easy because we just did whatever we felt like. So I sort of let them do almost everything. I think the only time I disagreed was just because I was feeling left out and being kind of stubborn about things. Mm-hmm. But my one job that I had to get done was getting picking up our marriage license from the city of D.C., Mm-hmm. And you guys got married in DC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a really, really nice venue in DC. It was very Van Smoot esque <laughs> in its appearance. It was, it was lovely. And I've already sort of mentioned in past podcasts that they booked us for one date and then mm-hmm. double booked it, and then we had to move our wedding up by like six months. But so my one job was getting the marriage license, picking it up so that it could be signed at the rece- at the actual wedding that that morning, and. I went a couple times and kept, like, uh, missing something from what I had to bring with me. And this is not like today where everything's very well spelled out on a website. Right. Like, you have to call, and they tell you, and they might have forgotten to tell you something. So you go, you show them the stuff you have, and they're like, oh, you're missing this. You can't, we can't give this to you without this. <laughs> that happened twice. Okay. What year was this? This was 2002. Yeah, okay. So I... Was picking it up. This is the last chance I had to do it the day before the wedding. And my best man was coming into town, so I had to pick him up from the mall. I was meeting him at the mall where we were going to pick up our tuxes, and then we were going to drive into the city, get the the wedding license, and then meet everybody at the wedding venue for a rehearsal dinner. Actually, it was Army-Navy Club for rehearsal dinner. So I pick him up. He's running a little late, which causes us to run a little late. So we've got an hour to get from Northern Virginia into D.C. No big deal because, you know, yeah, it's the end of the day on Friday, but that's going against traffic Mm -hmm. because everyone's coming out of the city. But that's not how it worked out. It was completely jammed getting into the city. (laughs) I I was about six blocks from the, the building, and it was standstill traffic, and so I pulled over, and I called them, and, and they had 10 minutes before they closed. And I said, hey, I'm six blocks out. I'm going to get out. I'm going to run it to you. Please don't close. <laughs> and these are D.C. government workers, no offense, but you're, you're, like, you're, not waiting for you. you're asking them to stay past 4 o'clock, which is what time they close on, on a Friday. Friday. <laughs> they said, if you get here in time, you're good. If you don't, you're not. And so I'm, and I'm in nice shoes. Was this the courthouse? Um, I can't remember at this point. Okay. So I was going to say, I can't think of why it would be all backed up around there. Well, you know, we're 3.50 p.m. on a Friday at the end of a work day in D.C. So everything's slow. Yeah. So I get out, and I'm just sprinting six blocks. (laughs) And I'm wearing dress shoes because we have the rehearsal dinner that night. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pounding the pavement in my (laughs) shoes. I get there at like 10.02 or at 4.02. 402. Oh, no. Thank God they had actually been nice and stayed <laughs> and let me get it done. Jeez. So anyways, it's funny because when we were pulling into D.C., my friend turned to me and goes, this was your one job, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, that is so very sitcom-y. <laughs> it was. Actually, it was. Okay. So, but in, in, in Puerto Rico, getting our marriage license, we actually had to hire someone to take us into it, the it government office. It felt like office. a scavenger hunt. Well, it felt to me like we were uh, greasing some palms to get it done very quickly and, you know, one big shot. Possibly, yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't speak Spanish, so I don't know what was going on. Our friend Jay married us, sort of like this is going to play into what Barney Mm -hmm. did. He got his uh, license to, or he got, you know, something. Ordained. Ordained. So our friend Jay got ordained, so he's going to marry us in Puerto Rico, but we needed somebody to sort of guide us through getting our license, and the resort we were staying at had somebody that they'd used in general, Mm -hmm. and we could hire him for our wedding, and he would help us get everything done. And then get all the signatures done after the wedding. So even though Jay conducted, officiated the wedding, he was there also. Right. He was like the Puerto Rico official that needed to sign off on whatever, I guess. But he was a priest officially. Right. So, yeah, he could have married us if we didn't already have somebody. Is it a priest right or is it reverend? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a priest. He he was some sort of person. He was religious, though. He was a religious leader there. Yeah, but I don't think he was a priest. Okay. I think he was talking about... Having kids. Wasn't a rabbi. Right. <laughs> but I think, didn't he talk about, like, you know, a wife and kids and stuff? Yes. So, yeah. So not a priest, but, like, a reverend of some sort. Perhaps. I think his actual title had reverend in it. Yeah, I can't at, remember. At any rate. Anyway. Okay, so they decided on a small outdoor wedding, just family and close friends, no more than 25 people in a beautiful garden somewhere, maybe an acoustic guitar playing while they walked down the aisle. And this is where Barney charms, chimes in that he has become ordained so he can perform the ceremony. And so we get, you know, at the end he does, but I never, I don't remember, maybe it comes up next episode, like, does Barney actually marry them in their big in front of everybody one, or did they have somebody else do it? I think they had somebody else do the other one. Oh, okay. Because I think the priest was one thing that never seemed to get ruined as far as we knew. Okay. In fact, I would bet to, I would I would feel safe in saying that I don't think what Barney did would have officially married them, because I think on the mar- at least by law, he didn't he wouldn't have signed the marriage license and the he person officiating could have he could have but my guess is they had the regular priest do it. Okay. But at any rate, um, we get a bar- bad joke from Barney about why he wants to conduct a wedding because you know. Oh, I kind of like this one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It implants in the mind of every woman there that when I ask a question, you say, I do. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, I like that. yeah. Yeah, that part I didn't like, but <laughs> the joke. Well, that was I funny. find whenever he says a joke I don't like, he ends it with a, yeah. <laughs> it's always something kind of dirty. Right. But I think that, I feel like that always goes with his bad jokes. And I thought this was supposed to be bad. I, well, I guess not. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's supposed to be Barney-esque. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, so Ted of 2030 starts talking about all the concessions they ended up having to make. One was that her mom invited the Lesners, so this is going to put their numbers into triple digits. Uh, The dad doesn't want to get mugged, so they're going to have to move into an indoor wedding. Oh, you skipped right over Robin's terrible joke. How sometimes Lesnar is. Oh yes, more. yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> right. So they invite the Lesners. Robin says, "I guess sometimes Lesnar is more." Ner. <laughs> Ner. You know how sometimes less is. She goes, "Sometimes less is more." And Ted goes, "Yeah, this is one of those times, sweetie." Yeah, that was a really good line. I feel bad for Robin. That was a good joke. Um. <laughs> I don't think it was a good joke. It wasn't bad, but... <laughs> it Ted, should have gotten more. It was a, just a setup for Ted to say, yeah, this is one of those times, honey. <laughs> right. And that was a really good joke. <laughs> it's always good when she says something stupid and Ted comes in with a... Right. You know, it's all right, honey. That's I know, enough. they really set Robin up to like, be a bad joke person. I be really hammy. I think she's funny. <clears throat> 
But yeah, so then, yeah, Marshall's dad won't go to an outdoor wedding because he'll get mugged. So they're going to do it indoors, but they're still going to have the guitar player. Apparently Lily's dad owes a guy whose daughter plays the harp, so now they're going to have a harp player, which again, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't make any sense because we find out that Lily's dad wasn't even invited to the wedding, but well, and I we're wonder, still kind of pretending at this point that, or I guess we don't really know. We could say that this was one of the reasons he got uninvited. It's because they had to take in a harp player so that he wouldn't get beat up by a guy that he owes money or something, or sued, <laughs> or... Perhaps. This doesn't seem like the daughter of a loan shark or anything, but... Yeah, I mean, I, the the impression that I get over the course of this episode is that, like, you know, her parents are still together, and it's all just normal. You know, she makes a comment later about, like, you know... Her mom. Yeah, her mom. Yeah, cheating. Professional squash player. Right. right. And so it almost, like, kind of makes her seem like a little, like, upper crust sort of... I, I get what you're saying. We I don't think we even know that her parents are divorced. They right. haven't built that into the story right. yet. Right, and that's why I, said, like, I think this is all, like, early before they right. decide who her so, dad's going to be. So when we find out more about Mickey, her dad, later on... I don't think... We might not know for a while. I don't think we meet him until thanks, uh, one of the Thanksgiving episodes. Right, and I can't remember. I think probably the next one. Oh, you think that soon? Probably, but I think the way they build him up, it doesn't cheat. Like, I don't think anything they introduce about him uh, goes against anything that they've said before. Like, in this case, they could have just uninvited him because, because of well, she's all like the other early reasons. On in, I think season one, like, oh, my dad's not going to pay for that wedding. Okay, yeah, that's a good catch. That's probably one that just can't be true based right. on what we know about him. Right. And I mean, but yeah. that could have been a throwaway line, like you said at the time when we covered this. Right. But again, yeah, we, we see this in sitcoms all the time. Like I think in an early Seinfeld, doesn't like Jerry talk about Jerry or George talk about they brother. all they all have brothers and sisters early on that we that, that, that disappear yeah. and they all become never mention again. Yeah. There's what I uh, some jokes by Barney that I don't care about. You know, crossing two things off his list: a harp player and someone pregnant to sleep with. Yeah, I didn't mind that either. I, I do like Marshall asking, "How long is the list?" And Barney saying, "I'm not going to be crass and tell you how many pages." Mm-hmm. Okay, the day arrives for the wedding with a harp. They are meeting the harp player Andrea at the Van Smoot, and she's very pregnant. Um, she can only reach about half the strings. We get a good series uh, of comments about Robin, how she could maybe strum the other the half. Rest. <laughs> Is there a harp hero? I'm really good at guitar hero. <laughs> yeah, and she's very uh, confident. Right. It's a good interaction, I think. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And Andrea, or Andrea, was due last Tuesday, so she's a week overdue. And again, like, why... Or then, almost. I would, then, would, no, this is probably the weekend, so she's probably about half a week overdue. But then why Why was she booked for this wedding? No. <laughs> no it, sense. You're right. Yeah, this this was insanity. I mean, even if she had had it before, you know, earlier the week of the wedding, right. she still wouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. It makes no sense, but it makes for a funny scene, so... Yeah. Well, won't nitpick too much. I don't know how far back this happened. I mean, it's possible that... When they agreed to use her, it was far enough out that she might not have known she was pregnant yet? No, because we get the timeline where three months before the wedding is when Lily says, okay. we have to have the heart player. Yeah, so. then they should have known. Maybe she was so hard up for money because her dad's not paying her bills because he's not getting his money back from Mickey <laughs> that she had to take it just to be, you know, 
Maybe she thought she'd have it early. Who knows? Yeah. Not, 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 not totally, not, not lock tight logic. They're in the bedroom, presume, you know, within the Van Smoot where Lily's getting ready. And it's a gorgeous room. Mm-hmm. It sort of does fit in with the, the rest of the mansion. There's sconces on the wall. Very classic looking. Very convenient being in the same facility as the wedding. And I like Robin's comment about the, the harp player. Holy crap, we have to fire her. She's going to drop a shorty in the middle of your ceremony. I like the, I like the drop a shorty. I didn't love that one, actually. Yeah, I, don't, I think you and I have discussed this before where I've kind of... And I've used this line every once in a while about dropping a shorty. No one's ever reacted with laughs, so maybe this was only for me. Okay, Lily's been, you know, at this point and for a little while to come, she's been, been very cool and calm. Everything mm-hmm. just rolls off her like water. Right. She assumes it's not going to be a perfect wedding. Things are going to go wrong. She's not going to let it ruin the day. We cut to Barney going up to the bartender asking for a drink, and there's kind of a, a grumpy interaction between him and the bartender. Yeah, and Barney's, like, super rude here. The guy says, like, no, I'm not allowed to serve until the reception, which is very reasonable. And Barney tries to play, like, the power move of, like, oh, well, that just cost you a tip, which is a very, like, I don't know, I feel like an unbarney esque thing to do. Mm, the guy, bartender says, I'm not allowed to accept tips, buddy. Yeah, so we got a like, lot of buddies back and forth. You're allowed to accept criticism because you, sir, are an ass, buddy. I kind of yeah. like that comeback. I, yeah, I just don't like Barney here. It's unnecessarily rude to, <laughs> to wait staff. Okay. Uh, this part was cut off from the TV version, but I have it in the, the script of yeah, the, the line that doesn't work on a hard one. player. Right. <laughs> hey, baby, want to pluck? Which That's okay. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure she's not feeling it because she's a million months pregnant, but... Barney's mentioning this to Robin and Lily in the room, and then Barney asks Lily, who's Bill? And then, <laughs> and then uh, Barney retells bumping into Bill, and Bill, you know, out by the bar. Bill is, of course, our number four best guest star, multiple or re- recurring character of all time, mm-hmm. uh, outside of the, the main... The main Gang, uh, David played by David Burka. It's Scooter. Scooter. So this is a great reveal. I, this is. I, I just want to say this is such a well written episode, mm-hmm. and the way they weave in Scooter back in and then Brad. I mean, <laughs> right. it's all so well done. And I guess one of the things we love about this is that it does have both Scooter and Brad in mm-hmm. the episode, which are are both top ten uh, recurring characters. Now have we? Is this only the second time we're seeing Scooter? Because I know. We saw, like, when they broke up, like, the whole prom thing. It might only be the second time. It could be a third. I'm not sure if there was another flashback that had her and Scooter in it. But we don't recognize him, obviously, because he's got short hair. (laughs) Does he look like a guy who tried to be an umpire but failed? He kind of did. (laughs) But the, the interaction between Bill and Barney... Can I can I ask you something? Where in the ceremony is the place where they ask if anyone objects? I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, so when do you think someone should do it? Just wait for a lull or what? <laughs> That's just a strange thing to ask right. somebody else. I mean, they, this is all so we can carry the story forward, but... Right. And so, yeah, so Barney tells that story, and then Lily asks if it was you know, the guy who looked like an umpire, and then she realizes that it's Scooter. Um, yeah. His real name is actually Bill, and apparently her mom invited him. Yeah, they're friends or families. Which I guess you don't necessarily know that he was invited. He could have just showed up if, yeah, if they're... Parents or friends, maybe. Yeah, she said our families are really close. 
And she goes, but my ex-boyfriend, come on, Mom, I didn't invite that professional squash player Dad busted you with. I did look it up. There is professional squash. Interesting. In fact, there's a PSA, Professional Squash Association. Hmm. Okay. Well, good on, what's her name? Judy. Lily. Well, Lily know who's on the guest list? Yeah. You would th- that, that is, that's a good point. She should have known that. Also, I'm surprised, and maybe they haven't thought it out this much, but you would think Mick, Mickey Heavily would have been the reason for the divorce, but she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know that he And we still don't even know that that was the reason for any split. True. Okay. Lily inquires about how Marshall's doing. Uh, he's about to get his hair cut, and Lily's worried it's going to be too short. I <laughs> like Barney's, me too, I was up all night. Sounds like something you would say to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it does. I guess that's why I like it. <laughs> and then we get Scooter, enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I like all the, hey, Bill. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows him now. We get a lot of this during the episode. Hey, Barney. So Lillian wants to know why he's there. He's come to change her mind about the wedding. He's still in love with her. He's going to win her back. I like this. It's not Scooter anymore. It's Bill. A lot of things have changed about me. <laughs> but what hasn't? He still loves her. And he came to win her back. And she kind of thinks he's joking and then realizes that he is not. This is great because he says, you know, if you really want to marry Marshall, leave right now and be out of your life forever. But he has to tell that to her if he can look her in the eye. <laughs> if she can look him in the eye and tell her. And then great Scooter aggressively avoids eye contact as she tries to look him in the eye. And they're all, you know, yeah. their heads all around. It was a really well done scene. <laughs> Very Great, funny. great physical comedy from Scooter, from <laughs> David Burka. And I don't think, he's not an actor, is he? I believe he is. Oh, but okay. he was Neil Patrick Harris's boyfriend at this point. Right. So that's probably why he got the part. Right. But, but he, er, I mean, he's, he blows it away in every scene. He yeah. earns it. That's so. why I wonder, like, if he's actually, like, is an actor if they just, you know. I think he was, like, a stage it. actor. Oh, okay. I don't think he was doing a lot of TV or movie back then. Barney goes back to the bartender to get Lily some wine. And the bartender, you know. <laughs> the bartender's holding his grudge. Yeah, he, he uh, rebuffs him. And then he says, Barney it's, it's, says it's for the bride. And then the barman you know, comes to attention, the bartender. <laughs> I'm reading off the script, which says barman. And we, we highly suspect that these scripts are created by people from another country. Right. Um, so barman instead of bartender <laughs> right. is, is on the script. So all of a sudden the bartender, you know, Jumps to alert. Says, "Oh, it's for the for the bride. What you know? Yeah, what do you want?" And then he, he gets him anything he wants. Right. So Barney orders a scotch and soda, which is for some reason not a tip off to the bartender <laughs> that now he's just taking advantage of the situation. Right. He also wants some small smoked Rick almonds. <laughs> and he, so Barney he, realizes that this is a magical power. I like the bartender. I don't have any, but I guess I could run to the corner and get some. Well, it's only the biggest day of her life, so <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Let the games begin. We're back to Scooter and Lily in the bedroom, and it's maybe well, first. First, Barney pops in really fast. Like, here's your wine. Can't stay. I gotta go try something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Like, he really wants to see what he can get away with with this. It's funny because all the the things you want to hit as highlights are the ones that I just kind of want to <laughs> move past, and vice versa. So. I thought that was funny. Scooter says, "Maybe my words won't change." Well, it's just a it's just a transition to his next thing. So, right? I don't, I don't even think that was a joke. No, but I think it, it sets up that like, all right, this has clicked for him, and now he wants to go test this out. 
I get that, but it's not really... Okay, I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) Scooter says, Maybe my words won't change your mind, but maybe the words of a poet will. I'll read from November Rain by Axl Rose. Now, what am I going to say? That you play November Rain on the piano? Bingo. I like it's amazing rock. that you know me so well, but I want to. I mean, I don't hear it a hundred times a day when you're home practicing. <laughs> um, but here's the strange thing about November Rain. November, like I'm not sure what his motivation for November Rain or what the writers November, uh, what the writers' motivation were for using that as the song they were going to do. But November Rain's association with a wedding is kind of troubling in this situation. Have you seen the video for it? The video yes. is a wedding, yeah. and it's Axl Rose getting married to, I forget the the model's name, but it's the, a model he was married to in real life. She was a well-known Victoria's Secret model at the time. Okay. In fact, I had sad little cutout pictures of her in my dorm room my <laughs> freshman year on my wall. Um, but, you know, in the wedding, the wedding's going as normal in the song, and then all of a sudden it breaks out with a huge storm like thunderstorm in the, during the wedding and everyone's running for cover and then some idiot band member, I forget which one, jumps onto the table like trying to get out of the rain and threw the wedding cake. <laughs> and then they cut to the next scene and it's a funeral for the bride. Did, now, did now she presumably, she, yeah, I, presumably, <laughs> presumably she didn't die during the wedding but it's, it's sort of just a strange string of events. Now, the writers could be saying, okay, Scooter is so devious that he's implanting these ideas of a ruined wedding and an <laughs> immediate death afterwards in her head, or um, it's just funny because you know the the writers associate November Rain a bad wedding, and mm-hmm. they just thought it'd be funny to say. But you really put some analysis into this. <laughs> My only contribution is I like Robin's line here. That's a good song. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think I heard her say it, but I do see it on the page. <laughs> And then Brad comes in. Barney said, you need me to bounce some guy named Scooter. And, and Scooter then Scooter runs out. And just bolts. And flees. <laughs> and Brad, what's up with Bill? <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> That's Scooter. I'm on it. <laughs> so obviously we're getting Joe Magniello. Magniello. I always screw up his name. Who's also on our top ten list. I forgot mm-hmm. to write down which one he was. But... Um, all right, so we get a quick, you know, Barney gets the lady's phone number by saying it's for the bride. And she has no other questions, like, <laughs> right. why does the bride want my phone number? So Lily's in her dress. She looks beautiful. And then we get Brad jumping in um, <laughs> to say that he tackled somebody that he thought was Scooter, but it was their photographer. But he has a really good camera phone, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and his comedic timing on this line was delivered perfect. We can see why they kept wanting him back. Right. He's just got really great comedic timing. Right. So then we just get, yeah, the hits keep coming. Lily continues to be, no, nothing's going to bother me. And then we get sort of a montage of disasters. Right. So the flowers won't be there till halfway through the ceremony. Um, the veil was in the parking lot, and it's all covered in leaves and dirt. <laughs> the harpist water broke. And then Robin... Realizes that she forgot Lily's bridal panties, which I don't know why Robin had them to begin with. That's weird. But so Lily, you know, again, is, you know, playing it cool as much as she can. And but then, the panties sent her over the top. Right. And so she goes on a big rant about all of the things that are <laughs> like, going wrong, which is pretty I like funny. 
has, uh, in a room that has no flowers to the music of half a heart player, uh, half a heart played by a woman who's crowning. <laughs> like the idea of the woman crowning as she's playing. Right. So my high school boyfriend reads Guns N' Roses lyrics, but that's okay because there's no photographer to take pictures of it anyway. All right. So Lily's yelling at yelling at this point, going nuts. Everything could that could possibly go wrong at my wedding? It's, it's it has. It's weird because after she says go wrong on my wedding, it has. Robin tries to come up with a line, you know, what happened to I don't want a perfect wedding. And so she starts saying it and then Allison Hannigan like steps on that and like starts screaming again mm-hmm. some more. And then Robin says it. I wonder if that was an accident or. Uh, I didn't pay that much attention to <laughs> the timing of the lines. Okay. You know what we forgot last to discuss, I think it was last week I had intended to, but we never did, was the dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was last week because that's when she was trying to gain weight to wear the dress, right? Right. Okay, so is this the dress she sat in a cake in? I think so. Like, I wonder how they got out the chocolate and raspberry. Right, we never know. You know, I suppose you could dye it, you know, bleach that part of it. And then get some sort of layer over that part of the dress behind it. Perhaps. Like create a, 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 a trailer. Or what's it called? When a train. A train. A that comes down that intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a mystery. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, they, well, unfortunately. Should we use this as our one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our one question. Maybe we could... No, because only... Only Craig Thomas is following us, right? Not Carter mm-hmm. Bays. So we only get one question. If Carter Bays was following us, we could probably get two. If only. Maybe we get one of the main cast to follow us. That's the dream. <laughs> but Lily's freaking out, and Robin suggests that they go outside because she has something that will help Lily feel better. And Lily's, you know, pretty dismissive of what could you possibly have, and Robin shows her a pack of cigarettes. And this is, you know, the second reference to one of the characters smoking. We soon will find out that they all smoke. On occasion, not regularly. Right, but when we get to that episode, it sounds like they've all sort of been smoking on and off, even though we've never seen it on camera, except for Robin that one time. So there's more history to their smoking that they reveal all at once, as opposed to over time. But this is the second, and probably the last reference to it until we get to that episode again. Hmm, I wonder... So okay. she, she makes a line about, you know, I hope Marshall's having a better day. And so then we get to see what's been going on with Marshall and Ted. Yeah, Marshall comes in with his head covered <laughs> to see. And I guess this is sort of Marshall's getting ready room before the wedding. He shows his hair. Why don't you describe it? It is his hair with bright bleach blonde tips. We get a quick shot to the harpist pausing for labor pains as she's playing. And then we go back to that scene. And I like Barney's, well, it's not too short. <laughs> right. And it does not look great. It's... It's a bad Backstreet Boys <laughs> look. Yeah, it's it's not good. So it turns out Lily's cousin is in beauty school. Lily didn't want her to do her hair, so she could do Marshall's instead. And this is kind of a good scene. Marshall's telling, they, they cut back, a flashback to Marshall with Lily's cousin, and he's telling her not too short. She says, oh, we don't even have to cut it. We could just give it some style. And she suggests, I could just give you some cool guy tips. 
And Marshall seems confused. Like, I don't. Or he I doesn't. He just need any thinks, advice, right? <laughs> how to be cool. And so, so here's the thing: as somebody that has gotten lots and lots of highlights in my life, there is no way that this is happening without him knowing that it's happening. Like, <laughs> there's foil. There's right. like color involved. It's a whole process. Yeah, I took that note too. They they don't show us any of this, but, you know, so we don't have to ask why the hell he's sitting there and not saying anything. <laughs> now, I will say I've been getting haircuts many times where I don't like the way it's going, but I don't like to stop them in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there's only, you know, I don't have much hair. There's only so much you can screw it up. But, I, you know, it's like, oh, can you cut it a little higher? Oh, you cut it too high, high but it's not... It's too late now, so I say anything about it. Right. I, I've been through that, but you're right. When, when, at the point where you're putting tinfoil on it, that's a problem. Right. So Marshall just apparently sat there as she did this to him. He can't get married like this. Um, Barney's going to try and help out. He's got a superpower. That doesn't really ever go anywhere. No. Well, actually it does, but it, not in the way that we think it will when he says this. And Ted's going to go, well, you know, at this point... Marshall asked, would you marry me if I looked like this? Ted said, I don't like this. Ted said, no, but not because of the hair. It's because I have a rule. Never marry anyone you've had a farting contest with. And Marilyn Marshall says, oh, great. So now you're saying, Lillian, I shouldn't even get married? I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not a big fan yeah, of the, them having farting contests. And I mean, they've known each other since they were freshmen in college. It's such a stretch of a joke. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't love Ted's line, but I do like Marshall's reaction to it. I didn't like either. I think that's my, my least favorite joke of the night. Okay. Okay. Yeah, then we get what you, what you were pointing out. This never goes anywhere with Barney because the first thing he does is he goes to get everyone's attention. He, the bride wants somebody to rub his shoulders or get the tension out of his shoulders. He picks out a woman to do it in the inappropriate short dress. And by the way, she looks 14. <laughs> I didn't notice. I just saw the dress. And can't remember the second thing that he needs everyone attention for, which is why he went out there. <laughs> right. But. I mean, never find out if she actually agrees to do it. <laughs> yeah. And Marshall sees a razor. He goes and grabs it and shaves off the middle. A, a strip of just baldness down the middle <laughs> like of his straight hair. Straight down the middle. Which I'm not sure what he was thinking, because I feel like there's a way to have. They could have cut off with that razor maybe all yeah. of the tips. I was trying to look at it and see. Like, I couldn't tell if the like some of them went down to his scalp. They could have. Now, the ultimate solution was the no duh solution, right? Just get him a hat, <laughs> right? But yeah, the the answer was clearly not shave a line in the middle of your head. But Marshall panics, <laughs> then somehow starts blaming Ted. <laughs> Ted's the worst best man because. But Marshall's, Marshall's face after he does it is so <laughs> maniacal, like so deranged. <laughs> I like how he says. Uh, it's good. I, I ought to shave it all off. What a great solution. Just be bald because it's cool, right? Bruce Willis, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Britney Spears. Now, if you remember, the reason I started watching this show is because Britney Spears mm-hmm. was going to be on it, and it was shortly after her head shaving incident, which is what prompted me to say, oh, I'd love to see you know, what kind of comeback she's making, so I'm going to watch right. this show. So I wonder, I mean, I guess that would have been another option. He could have just shaved it all off. I mean, doesn't he have to now? I guess I don't know that we ever really get a resolution to how this. Oh, good ever point. Grows yeah, back. he has to shave it all off now. There's, no, <laughs> there's nothing else he can do about it, and just let it grow back. And when we get back, we'll have to track this, this uh, episode one, season three. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a big jump 
in episode one, season three, because Robin would have gone away after her and Ted mm-hmm. broke up and, like, for a few months and come back. So yeah, at that point, it makes true. sense that so his hair could have mostly growing back. back. Yeah. Yeah, Marshall blames him, says he's the worst best man ever, and he wants to. Uh, leave and never come back and go find that money under the rock by the tree and go live with the guys on the beach in I can't he said it very well Neho. so he's making a reference here to uh, Shawshank Redemption if for those of you who don't get it that's sort of how it ends I didn't see this next scene because I watched the TV version but he's Ted's telling him just breathe just breathe don't worry don't worry I'll just Take these. I'll take these. What was he talking about there? Oh, what the, did I miss? the clippers. Okay. Yeah, because Marshall still has them in his hand. So what was he going to do? Kill himself with the clippers? No, just maybe make it worse somehow. Maybe no. make extra stripes in his head. <laughs> I, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have, but yeah. So that's what Ted's referring to. So Ted goes out and is trying to come up with a solution. He sees Uncle Ben. We're not entirely sure whose uncle he is, but... You can see there's a lot of views of Uncle Ben from behind, and he has a terrible toupee on where you can just see the back of his bald head. (laughs) And so Ted is trying to dance around a way to ask Uncle Ben for his toupee. This play is really funny, but this guy's really stupid all this time to not know that Ted's talking about his toupee. I mean, is he stupid or is he just pretending he's not wearing a toupee? By the time he realizes what Ted's talking about, you can tell that he's just, it's coming to him. Oh, see, I thought he just, like, finally got caught. <laughs> no, the, he, he has this sort of abrupt reaction of, oh, no. <laughs> and then Barney just comes up and said, the brides needs this. <laughs> right. And that's his special power, although. Okay. I guess, I guess the, okay. you know, it, it worked in a way that the uncle didn't run after him and try and get it back. Right. By saying the bride needs this. Right, okay. So in a way it worked. Right, but just Ted just trying to tactfully be like, yeah, so Marshall shaved part of his head and we need to find something to cover it up. Like a wig or (laughs) just dancing around. Yeah, the way Ben is going along with this is is well well played. Something that matches his hair Even though it makes him very stupid. Which is... The same color as the top hmm, of your hair. That's a tough one. Which is funny because, again, you know, this toupee is so bad you can see. That, like, boy, that's a pretty tall order. Right. <laughs> so it's like a brown toupee and then the rest of his hair is gray. But this is so <laughs> idiotic because this would never work to help the situation. <laughs> it's just stupid. But, but it's so it, yeah, it, the back and forth between these two characters plays really well. And, and when, when Marshall puts it on... The face acting being done by Ted and Barney are just amazing. <laughs> right. But I think my favorite part of the whole, you know, Ted and Uncle Ben thing is where, you know, Ted's asking, like, there's nothing in the general area <laughs> that we might see a toupee? And Uncle Ben's like, no, not off the top of my... No. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but it was very funny. All of a sudden, Brad enters... The- the bedroom, and we get a shirtless Joe Manganiello, right. which you know neither of us are complaining about. <laughs> yeah, like, just a series of great lines here. I'm like, hey, cool hair, bro. <laughs> and that's him. That's him referring to the toupee, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Ted asks, "What happened to his shirt?" <laughs> he got sauce on it when he tackled. He's tackling tackling a lot of people. Yeah, he's that not aren't being scooter. very discerning about. <laughs> Who he's tackling, apparently. 
So Ted asks him if he's going to put another shirt on. <laughs> and he... No, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so this is, you know, the first time it's coming to Marshall's attention that Scooter's around, because he asks, you know, have you guys seen Scooter? Brad's on the job. And so, yeah, Marshall starts freaking out, and, you know, Brad's like, yeah, not going to be here for long, bro. <laughs> they end up going out side to the park, the three of them, and that's where they run into Lily and she sees Marshall's head. And Well and this I'm sure was skipped over in the T V version, but apparently there was a conversation The Native American headdress. Yeah, that he should wear a Native American headdress, which I think was rightfully cut out of the syndication. Um but yeah, so then Lily sees him and Marshall yes is like, oh, you know, we're not supposed to see each other <laughs> Robins. The writers really like the humor around Native American stuff. Yeah, that's true. Between the last episode of season one and, and this comment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Robin, <laughs> you know, exclaims, like, no, she doesn't think anybody's supposed to see Marshall. <laughs> Good line. And Lily explains that everything's screwed up. She kind of outlines all the other things that went wrong. And there's another comment about no property of Marshall across the back. <laughs> Are people going to know that, whose butt that is? I, I'm not loving the, the underwear Humor right. here. Everything, but, everything, farts and underwear. I'm not going for in this episode. Right. That's that. That was the only downside for me. Yeah, it doesn't ruin it, but yeah, that's probably the the less funny of all of the stuff. They briefly reminisce about the wedding that they actually wanted, and Ted says, "Well, why don't you do that? Let's do it right here, right yeah. now. We're outside. Your closest friends. Barney can marry them. The groundskeeper has a hat, and for some reason, a guitar." Right. <laughs> so they're going to get married here and then also get married later, but this one's the one in their brains that will count and means something Right, to them. and so it doesn't matter because here's the wedding that they really wanted, and if everything else goes wrong at the wedding in front of everybody else, it doesn't really matter. How'd you like Marshall's line? Hat, we thought of authentic Native American <laughs> headdress before we thought of hat. Right. <laughs> That's a good line. That is good. Yeah, so I guess you didn't have any context for that then. Well, that was cut out too. Oh, that was cut out too. But, oh, that's such a good line. But <laughs> either I've seen this episode on Hulu or, you know, Hulu or whatever it's been streaming on in the past mm-hmm. before, or they used to have this in the TV version because I did know these lines. Oh, okay. It did ring familiar to me, so I could picture it. And <laughs> Barney starts the ceremony, um, and then he starts to kind of break up. As he's going through it. Yeah, he's getting very emotional. And then we, yeah, we get the, the landscaper starting to play the guitar. Ed P.H. is doing a really good job of talk crying. Or cry, yeah, cry talking. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have their vows, so Ted just suggests that they just, you know, talk about why they love each other. Very tropey. TV tropey of, we don't even have our vows. Just say what's in your heart. <laughs> And you know what? Ever since I've seen this episode, I've wanted to make Eggs Marshall, and I never have. Doesn't sound good to me. I want to try I bet, it. I bet, I I bet, bet it, it sounds, is. Yeah, I bet it's interesting. But I have Italian dressing? Yes. All right, I'm going to try that tomorrow. And I, I cook a lot of eggs, and that just doesn't seem right to me. I marinate a lot of meat in Italian dressing, but cooking eggs on Italian dressing, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can remember to do it tomorrow, and I'll it's report It's scrambled, back. too, so all right, maybe. I like at the end of his speech, he says, you're the best friend I ever had. I'm sorry, buddy. And Ted's like, no problem. And Barney goes, it's totally okay. <laughs> right, because he clearly wasn't talking to Barney. Mm-hmm. And then Lily's speech is nice. There's nothing really funny in it. 
Yeah, and then, you know, Robin is kind of, like, dabbing at her eyes with something she found in her purse and realizes it's Lily's panties, which is super weird. <laughs> Barney is finishing up the ceremony. He's pushing through it quickly so he won't break out crying. Yep, and so they, they're married, they kiss. Marshall asks Lily if she smoked. She said no, and we have the first lie of the marriage. That was fast. <laughs> so. Then they all went back in for the second wedding. I wonder... Did they invite the guitarist in <laughs> to play for them? Because they probably should have. I don't know. And say, hey, Pregos, you're out. Right. Yeah, go to the hospital. <laughs> right. I was on a conference call the other day, and as we were getting it started, a woman on the call that worked for a different company said, hey, can you guys give me five minutes? My daughter, who I guess is a teenager or something, is calling me. She's in her car. She is allergic to peanuts, and she accidentally had some, and she's pulled on the side of the road trying to get to the hospital. Oh, my God. So I guess she was driving to the ho- herself to the hospital because of the allergy and then was having trouble breathing, so pulled off to the side and called an ambulance. Yes. And so the woman said, uh, I'll just, it'll take me five minutes. I'm going to wait on the phone with her until the paramedics get there. It's like, we were like, okay. There's only a couple other of us on the, on the call. And so she comes back on like 10 minutes later, and she said, okay, I'm back. And we were like, or she I, go? <laughs> I said, Should, you're, you probably want to go to the hospital and be with her, right? And she said, yeah. I think her intention was to have this call and <laughs> then go. I was like, why don't you go now? We'll do the call tomorrow. Yeah. Sheesh. And the daughter died. Just kidding. <laughs> it's not funny. We do this thing that we cop- I copied from Friends. So there's this <laughs> episode of Friends where Reese Witherspoon is playing Jennifer Aniston's little sister, Jill. And she, she comes for a visit. And she you know, is getting cut off from her parents. And um, she ends up kind of wanting to date Ross through you know, a weird set of circumstances and thinks that this is sort of part of all the new things she's doing as her own woman, being her own woman. And Rachel says, well, you don't want to do too many things at once. Don't you remember the story of the little girl that did too many things at once? It, was, it did too much too fast. That did too much too fast. And Jill's like, no. And Rachel goes, she died, Jill. And the look on Reese Witherspoon's face after that. I was like, really? She's like, she, she died, Jill. <laughs> Jill's like, kind of stutters. It's sort of like a, the boy who cried wolf kind right. of thing. And so now with Tyler, every time, you know, we kind of warn him off from doing something, I always say, Tyler, did you ever hear the story of the little boy who went down the stairs too fast? And now he's on to me. He's like, did he die, Dad? And I was like, yeah, he died. Yeah, he calls it out every time. But early on, Let me him. guess. Let me guess, Dada, he died. How did we get here? I don't know. Oh, the woman from my meeting. Oh. Okay. We have the last tagline of... Lily and Marshall in the bathroom. They're talking about maybe they should do it in the stall instead of going the to nice the room. Hotel room. <laughs> so and then gross. we get a, a classic Ted. Please don't from right. inside of the stalls. Sorry, and they both Ted. say, "Sorry, Ted." But do they do it? I'm guessing they do. Uh, do they? I mean, they wait for Ted to leave, right? I don't think they would. Ew. Doesn't that sound more like them to not leave? I mean, I'm going to get a little gross here, but Ted was like sitting with his pants down. That does not really say romantic place to. Do it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So. Well, you've already told me that you don't have a favorite joke. Have I don't. There were too many good jokes. All right. I think my favorite joke is dropping the shorty in the middle of, of uh, the wedding. And my least favorite, I, I'm going to stick with 
What did I say? Um, it, it was the the marry someone who I have farting contest. Oh with. yeah, yeah. Which I th- yeah, I think I can agree with that. Okay, where do you think I have this ranked? Do you or do you have a least favorite joke? Um, the same as the, the farting contest one's probably oh, really? my least favorite. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've been so off sync on this one. I was <laughs> sure you liked that one. No, I did not care for that that much. I'm trying to see if I can grab something. Yeah, I don't know. There's too much good stuff, but <laughs> I do really like all of the Brad and Scooter interaction, or you know, Brad trying to track down Scooter very poorly. Yeah. Joe, Mingy, and Ello was great in this episode. Yeah. Very small bits, but all funny. Where do you think I ranked this? 15. Not that high, but 28, so pretty okay. high. And this makes this our fourth highest ranked episode thus far. Yeah, my very unofficial laugh count was very high on this one. <laughs> Have you started doing that? No, but just, <laughs> you know, I noticed, you know, I feel like the last few episodes, there weren't a ton of laugh out loud. This one, there was a lot. Okay. Well, tell, tell people where they can find us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. You can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And I feel like I haven't said it in a while, but please rate and review and subscribe. I feel like we've been stuck at our same number of ratings for a while on Apple Podcasts, and I know, like, looking at our stats, we don't... A majority of people do not listen via Apple Podcasts, so if you are one of the ones that do, please rate us there. I actually got a message from someone that said they meant to rate us, and then, you know what happened? They died. They died. Because they rated us? No, because they didn't. (laughs) Oh, no. They meant to, but then they never got around to it. And then they sent you another email saying that they died? It's a long story. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll be a little better about getting these out fast. Thanks for being patient with us. Bye, everybody.